0: Danielle Houston, Benefits Advisor at Propel Insurance, and you're listening to my podcast, The Checkup. I hope that you have listened to part one of my interview with Will Shanley at United Healthcare. You are about to embark on part two, and I really do encourage you to listen to that first one if you haven't done so. Part two really builds on what we've listened to the first time, which is United Healthcare's vision around innovation, their commitments there, and some of our thoughts, too, around what do we think healthcare? and health insurers are going to look like as we march forward in, in five years as technology really evolves. It's exciting stuff. I'm glad you're listening to it, and I look forward to presenting this part two to you.
1: That was the great thing about technology and you know why we're here at CES showing some of the latest innovations we have is we know technology can play a really important role and help it get people motivated, stay motivated, and so that's that's what it's all about. You know, we're only seeing this become more commonplace. You know, we did a survey around wellness programs and found that employees, about twenty five percent of employees already have an activity tracker and that was up from thirteen percent of employees in twenty sixteen. And so I'm sure now that we're in the twenty eighteen, right? You know, I'm sure when we do that survey again this year, it will only go up from there. You know, the the wearable activity, the wearable space is only becoming, you know, a bigger market, and uh, we think employees have a great opportunity, and employers have a great opportunity to leverage this technology to engage their workforce. In fact, we've seen one employer that you know joined the program and saw a. Uh, reduction in claims close to 50% and uh, the finance folks over there really came back to us and said it's because of the motion program. Folks love it. They're competing with each other in a very friendly way and um, you know everybody's different you know so for me the frequency measure was the one that I was missing. I've heard from other people that you know they're um, they struggle to hit the 3,000 steps in 30 minutes Yeah. You know, maybe you're a little bit older and doing a, a dedicated walk like that may, may prove challenging, but it was just such great feedback that, you know, what I heard from this gentleman was, I couldn't do it at first and then it became my goal every day to get closer and closer and closer to the 3,000 steps and I've worked my way up to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you hit the metrics one day, maybe you hit two out of three, hey, every day is a new day, you can come back, give it another shot, Earn your incentive. Go for all three of them, three of the mm-hmm. metrics, and you know it has a gamification component. It becomes sort of fun. Let me see if I can get my next frequency. Let me see if I can get that tenacity mm-hmm. uh, metric. And you know, my my wife laughs at me all sometimes in the evening pace around the mm-hmm. house. Oh, God, again, it's my final <laughs> steps to hit my uh, 10,000 on the day. and uh, But it becomes fun, it becomes a challenge, mm-hmm. and, and we know that if you make it fun, you make it engaging, and then obviously, hey, the financial incentives, let's not kid ourselves, that's a big part of it too. Totally. If you kind of make that possible for people to keep them engaged, keep them motivated, ultimately, it's in their best interest, and it's in the best interest of, uh, of employers as well.
0: Absolutely, and it ties in really well with this theme that I think we are all really pushing about transparency, and it's not just about the transparency and what your healthcare services cost, but it's transparency about how really healthy are you, and what can you do about it? And I think that's also a really great segue then into okay, what can you do about it? United Healthcare's program doesn't just stop with putting that data in front of you and encouraging you to be frequent and tenacious, but they are rolling out or have rolled out I guess really because motion sort of gave birth to Real Appeal which to me is the tangible kit then okay we're helping you to be more active how else can we help you get healthy? Um, I've heard Real Appeal at CES be described as a, a bento box of wellness and I think it adds a really important layer to the UHC mission of helping people live healthier lives in general. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how that part works?
1: So just one one point really quickly. So Mm -hmm. Real Appeal, I would look at that as pretty independent of United Healthcare Motion. So, you know, they were developed by different teams, but really ultimately trying to accomplish the same thing, which is getting people to be healthier and take charge of their health. And so Motion really is you know, using those activity trackers. Real appeal is a little bit different, but it's, you know, a weight loss, weight management program. It is really backed by science. And the thing that it does is it marries social support, entertainment, and then to the point, you made a, a sort of a, a variety of pieces of equipment that get people engaged in their health. So it's a program that each person who participates receives an exercise DVD, resistance band, measuring cups in a food scale to help control portion size, booklets with weight loss information, and a measuring tape to track the size of their weight their so they can kind of see how, the, how they're progressing. And then that's supplemented with an online television show that gives fitness and cooking tips, nutrition, stress management, sleep advice to really try and take a holistic look at how people can improve their health. And, you know, really the the focus originally when we first started conceiving of Real Appeal, we looked at it as diabetes prevention, right? We know diabetes is a major issue here in this country. And even if folks can lose a small percentage of their weight, we know it can have a meaningful impact on managing diabetes or if you're pre-diabetic stopping the condition from becoming a full-blown case of diabetes. Yeah. And so, looking at ways to give people a nudge by giving them equipment, giving them uh, support, giving them information and advice that will, you know, drive their ability to better manage their health. And like I said, head off diabetes before it starts. at all possible. And we're seeing that that is what we're, you know, able to accomplish to help our members achieve that. And in fact, a couple of uh, stats that are really telling. So more than 100,000 members have lost collectively 1 million pounds in just two years uh, since the launch of Real Appeal. 82% of the participants attended at least four of the sessions, and 41% of those achieved at least 5% weight loss. And now you may say, okay, is 5% really that important? shows that losing just 5% of your body weight can reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes by 50% and also reduce health care costs. So as employers look for ways to improve their health of their workforce and as well as more effectively manage health care costs, and obviously that's a big focus for a lot of employers addressing the diabetes issue and helping people take control of their weight and ultimately help impact the issues related to diabetes is just of tremendous importance.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think it's a great testament to the influence that an employer has. I mean, you have employees who are with you, working for you, you know, eight hours or more a day and they're receiving really valuable benefits as part of that package and you have kind of this captive audience, if you will, that not only can you create great benefits and compensation through something like this, but you can create this environment of let's all work on this together. We've we've all got yep. some skin in the game. This isn't just about A benefit plan. This is how can we help you do something that's so good for you and it's good for your family and everyone wins.
1: Yeah, no, it's really trying to create that alignment where it is a win-win. It's Mm -hmm. it's convenient and easy for members to participate in these programs, be it Unite Healthcare Motion, be it with the appeal. How can we make it easy? How can we make it simple? How can we engage people on their terms, on their time? And then create an environment that really supports them toward their health goals. You know like I said earlier everybody wants to be healthy but sometimes it takes a little bit of a nudge, takes a little bit of a support system to get you to realize your your fitness goal.
0: Totally. So one of the other interesting things that you said earlier was United Healthcare spends roughly, I think you said, three billion dollars a year in data technology. Uh, yep. Important stuff, right? Because one of the things that I think we all want to see is um, healthcare become simpler. This connection between healthcare and health insurance, and you know how can we use technology to really create some change that we need to see. And at CES, heard some really compelling stories about what some of those partnerships with United Healthcare and this innovation is creating and, and one in particular that really stood out was this this kid who I think was in Minnesota part of a pilot program with Children's Hospital there and United Healthcare and how this young person has type 1 diabetes and is was wearing one of those continuous glucose monitors so his doctor was able to see what his glucose was doing throughout the day. And that doctor sees some changes in his glucose levels and calls them, calls them before parents even really detect that there is an issue and starts asking some questions and finds out, you know, this kid just started high school and was playing soccer and this was new. And you know, his insulin and his diet needed some tweaks. And, you know, there was no emergency situation. There didn't end up being a hospitalization. You know, when you think about, especially from that parent's perspective, how much that one phone call really helped to divert. And I, I, so I think that this data piece and, and where United Healthcare is innovating is really doing some exciting stuff um, that's different. So, what do you think really might come next in the in the phase of what United Healthcare might do in data? Technology? Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. all all great points. And you know, you sort of alluded to diabetes and the management of glucose levels, and that that's really really important both for type one and type two diabetics. And we are looking at and investing in new programs that take advantage of wearable devices. We talked about motion and we talked about activity trackers. Well, there's another level of clinically focused wearables, for example, that monitor your blood glucose levels in real time and enable you to take steps to change your behavior based on the data that you are receiving from this wearable. So the example that we're seeing and that we're starting to invest in, and we, we, we announced that, this week, a collaboration with a company called Dexcom, which is a leader in continuous blood glucose monitoring devices. And essentially what we're doing is looking at okay, if a member has a, and this is still in pilot so it's not like this is broadly available but where we see this going is giving a member a, a, a continuous blood glucose monitoring device and enabling them to see how their daily activities impacts their blood glucose levels. So, if I eat a candy bar, what does that do to my blood sugar levels? Now, if I eat a candy bar, but then 20 minutes later, I go on a walk, what happens to my glucose levels in that scenario? And what happens is, is they go down. So, we know that movement and activity is one important way to help people manage and stabilize their blood sugar levels. There's a lot of factors in there, of course, but that's one Strategy that that, that science shows is effective. So can we give people devices like an activity tracker and a blood glucose monitoring device and give them one-on-one coaching and support and really take these disparate data points? What is your blood sugar level? What were your activity levels? And sort of marry them up and say, what is actually happening to you on a day-to-day basis that you can modify, change, or improve that will ultimately result in a better management of your condition. And we know that now that the technology is becoming smaller, cheaper, easier to use, less uh, intrusive in terms of your day-to-day, you know, you can wear it under clothing. So, you know, you're not making it convenient to monitor your blood sugar levels. So that's really, you know, as we continue this investment and this path toward innovation, it's looking into the marketplace what, what are the technologies and how can we take the infrastructure that we have to really engage our members and help them understand what is driving their overall health in both a positive and negative way and what can we do to set the stage to help them better manage their conditions if they have something like diabetes or in the situation of real appeal, how can we head that off so they do not become a diabetic? And technology, you know, as we're walking around the craziness that is CES, you're seeing the latest and greatest. And I think that as these devices become smaller and sleeker and can track more pieces of information, it's important for a health plan like United Healthcare to develop partnerships and develop new ways to make this technology accessible to our members because ultimately we know that that's going to be impactful for their well-being and then help us make the health system work better, as well as make uh, more effective use of our healthcare dollars.
0: Yeah, and, and I almost think some of these things seem to work really well, like these diabetes management programs that are attached to your smartphone, that are going to be continuously monitoring something, because it removes this layer of embarrassment too of having to go to your doctor to say, look, I know that I made some really bad decisions this week, and I didn't want to call you and say I was feeling terrible, or make an appointment, so maybe I didn't make manage it as well as I should have and so maybe taking out that part of the conversation and letting a patient reconcile that alone at home with their you know with their smartphone and just going to take a walk uh, maybe that does really help patients connect with a different way too with their healthcare. And
1: that's a great point I think so much of what ultimately is going to help drive people's health is what you do on a day-to-day basis. Of course, we want you to have that relationship with your primary care physician, going in for your wellness checkup, understanding what your blood pressure is, that type of thing. That's very, very important. But there's also that day-to-day routine of, what am I doing Monday through mm-hmm. Friday when I'm not there at the doctor's office and I don't have that? But what can we do to use technology to bridge that gap? So is it telephonic-based coaching program, or that making it more convenient and easier for people to access virtual visits on their smartphone or desktop computer? How can, if I have the flu, can I quickly and easily obtain a, pres- subscri- a prescription um, without having to go to the ER? Cause, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people may go to the ER and not even realize that, hey, I could have done that. At an urgent care clinic, or I could have done that on my phone right. and would have been faster, easier, less expensive. And that's the reality of where we're at now. Technology has reached a place that you can connect with a physician virtually and get those prescriptions. You know, made for you. So we only see as this progresses and people become more and more comfortable with technology, that you'll see greater adoption levels and really making it more convenient and easier for people to access the care that they need to become healthier.
0: No, we're we're not very far away from being able to at least certain things. You know, maybe a primary care visit or that teledoc visit. You have that in your home, and then a drone brings you the prescription that you need. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah
1: it sounds like the future but you're definitely right that the future is, is here and um, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in healthcare and it's an exciting time to see how this is progressing and the, the, the technology is there. Sometimes it's, um, our own adoption levels and comfort levels sometimes need to catch up. I think we're, we're starting to see that and people are expressing interest in it and it's exciting. I think that's why, you know, I, I talk about the 130 billion steps that people took through the program, the 15 million incentives that they earned, I mean, it just really speaks to the fact that people, you know, if you set it up in a way that makes it convenient and easy, people will respond and want to participate.
0: So, you know, talk about drones and talk about, you know, what's the future of, you know, healthcare going to look like in your wildest imagination? What do you think we're going to be talking about here in five years? What do you think CES might look like? It's a great question. And and, and here at CES, that's sort of what everybody's kind of talking
1: about. All right, what's in the market currently, but where do you see the market heading and what new emerging technologies are really going to make a difference both in the lives of consumers in terms of how healthcare providers practice medicine and ultimately what that means to employers as obviously employers have a vested interest in reducing the cost of healthcare but also ensuring that their employees are as healthy as possible because as we all know uh, a healthy population can help drive positive business results so i would you know kind of talk about two trends that people should keep their eyes on so the first is artificial intelligence And, you know, you hear artificial intelligence, AI, all the time in terms of automating processes, you know, the forthcoming uh, driverless cars where you'll have an automated car driving us around. You know, hey, we're we're really close to that future. But artificial intelligence is also making big inroads in the healthcare space. And we really see artificial intelligence as having a wide-ranging set of potential applications. You know, everything from healthy closing gaps in care, eliminating unnecessary treatment, and improving the speed and accuracy of customer service calls. Basically, leveraging large troves of data to extract meaning and improve the effectiveness and efficiency of healthcare services. So, you know, we see a future where artificial intelligence will be deployed to predict diseases sooner before someone is even affected, understand what facilities or physicians produce the best outcomes for a specific condition, and also help engage the, uh, patients in a timely manner so we can prevent those you know very serious issues and really work toward understanding what steps can be taken to head off disease before it starts, or more effectively manage chronic conditions if somebody has that. So we're already seeing uh, artificial intelligence be applied in the way we handle our customer service calls, basically trying to use data to predict what people are calling about so we can get them routed to uh, a nurse. Even if they don't realize they need a nurse, uh, our artificial intelligence systems combs the data and identifies folks that would benefit from speaking to a nurse. So, uh, you know, five years from now, I think we will only be further down this path and uh, the applications of artificial intelligence are, are really wide-ranging and, and a very exciting for a lot of the, the product and technical folks that are uh, developing those, both here at United Healthcare and then I'm sure in uh, startups that are uh, showcasing their wares here at CES. Another big trend that I would, you know, call out to folks is blockchain so you hear a lot about blockchain in the media the rise of cryptocurrencies sort of you're seeing headlines every day about what's going on there and 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 we know that there is significant potential for the underlying technology of these cryptocurrencies known as blockchain to impact the healthcare system so basically in short a blockchain securely and cooperatively shares data Across multiple computers to provide a synchronized source of truth. Now, while that sounds complex and, and it obviously is, we see the applications of healthcare in terms of data reconciliation and easing administrative burden. So basically one, you know, initial foray into this is around patient data. So you have data that is Housed by a healthcare provider and a hospital, and then the insurance company has it. The use of blockchain can basically secure that data and enable for seamless and easier sharing of that information in a very secure way. So, you know, we're really just getting the scratching the surface of blockchain. We actually had a uh, executive here this week at CES on a panel talking about our investment in blockchain. He's been working uh, for the last eighteen months here at United Healthcare to understand how uh, how this technology can be applied in healthcare. And so we really see this as uh, you know the next wave of, you know, a new technological capability that will help both healthcare professionals, personalized care, but also make it easier for people to track their medical records as well as navigate the health system. So I think You know, five years down the road, while these technologies are just getting going, I think artificial intelligence and blockchain will be much more widespread and really impacting the lives of consumers and uh, healthcare professionals uh, both.
0: It really is amazing to think that maybe in five years, I won't have to call into customer service because someone will predict my need and maybe they can just call me instead. I mean, (laughs) Exactly right.
1: Really ultimately serve you and serve your needs um, that much better. Credible insurance companies and, and, and healthcare stakeholders have tremendous troves of data, and uh, it's really trying to extract meaning from that, and artificial intelligence is going to play a real key role in, uh, in doing that.
0: I mean, and really in all seriousness, if we can help providers, I think even with a fraction of the ability to be able to pull together all of the the patient records because those things seem to happen in so many different places. Now one of the things that I hear providers talk about on their panels is their biggest challenge is trying to figure out what exactly is going on with their patient because they you know they're seeing specialists other providers that these doctors don't even know about so they never really feel like they're treating the whole patient they're only treating that the, the part that the patient lets them see and of course you know there's there's lack of good health then that comes from that in addition to a lot of the wasted spend that happens because yeah. you know like I'm yeah, not a doctor no,
1: that's, a, that's a great point I mean not only do, do these technologies hold the, the possibility of improving health through better care coordination and closing gaps and mm-hmm. also can eliminate some of those duplicate services that we know are harmful for the patient and wasteful. Mm-hmm. So Not only is it costing us money, it's actually not doing uh, any good and in fact in some cases doing harm to the patient. So if we can create a system that is more integrated, more coordinated, where data sharing and, and patient information is more readily accessible, you're going to see both the quality of care improve as well as the cost go down. And so applications like artificial intelligence and blockchain uh, can, be, can be applied in, in, in uh, trying to achieve both of those goals.
0: Well, I'm excited for what that might look like in five years for sure, and I'm excited to hear what United Healthcare really is going to come up with next. I, Like I've said before, I love the innovation. I love that you guys put yourself out there with technology companies and really look to solve big problems. I just, hats off to you.
1: Excellent. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll definitely be back at uh, CES next year, yes. um, showcasing what we're developing, but also looking at the other companies that are doing interesting efforts in the space and, and how can we share, collaborate, and learn from each other and, and ultimately create a healthcare system that serves uh, employers and serves members and, and all Americans.
0: Let's do it. Well, thanks again, Will. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts. And uh, again, really, really rooting, rooting for United Healthcare and what you guys have planned for the future.
1: Great. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your show. You too. Thanks.
0: And there you have it. That's a wrap, folks. That's my interview with Will Shanley. I am so grateful to him for making some time to share his thoughts and talk about United Healthcare with all of us. I hope, as always, that you've learned something new by listening and checking in. I hope you are inspired, and I hope that you're less worried about what the future might hold for all of us. Please share my podcast with others, share your feedback with me, and as always, Take good care. I'm a big believer the best is yet to come.